0: Hey! Rajkumar here. Welcome to the Living the Dream Show with Kevin White. This is the podcast where we partner in God's dream of every nation, tribe and tongue worshipping Jesus in heaven and it being on earth today as it already is in heaven. On Friday, June 4, Kevin will be sharing a powerful message from God's word entitled God's way of others first. I hope you'll join us for this international live broadcast from the USA via Zoom, YouTube, or Facebook at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday, June 4th. Details at KevinWhite.us. We'll see you there. Okay, now here's Kevin with today's show. Hello, this is Kevin. Thank you so
1: much, Rajkumar, for that warm welcome. And I welcome you, sir. Glad to have you on the show, Rajkumar. And I welcome each and every one of you. I wanna say hello to everyone on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's good to actually be able to show you video as I'm gonna be sharing a very special interview with former President George W. Bush today. So I hope that you'll actually be able to go over to YouTube and see the video of that. But I wanna welcome everyone in the audience from the USA, India, Iran, Spain, South Africa, Germany, Russia, Philippines, Finland, and it just goes on and on and on. What a privilege and honor it is to have this message of living the dream, going out to over 115 different countries, and I welcome you to the show today. As you know, we champion the vision, the dream that we see in Revelation 7 verses 9 through 12 where we have the vision of every nation, tribe, and tongue worshiping Jesus in heaven. And that is what heaven is. It's what heaven's going to be like. People of all color, all nationalities, worshiping Jesus together. And so it's been our prayer on this show that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. As you know, we have a long way to go. There's still incredible turmoil around the world as racism and discrimination and hate are in the news on a regular basis. But today we have former president, George W. Bush, and we wanna feature him and his book. Long before he was president of the United States, he was a proponent of immigrations, and he has written a book based upon his paintings, which portray portraits of immigrants that have been very meaningful in his life. After he completed his presidency with the United States, he picked up a paintbrush for the very first time In his life, he was actually influenced by Winston Churchill, picked up the paintbrush and began drawing these portraits of these immigrants that had been very impactful in his own life. So now he's written a book. So I want to share with you a video describing the book, followed by an interview with former President George W. Bush as he talks about that. And I want to just capture today this call for border control with compassion. This is not just a United States issue. This is an issue of every country around the world. We think we own the land and that we are natives of this land, but yet immigrations is an incredible act of God that advances the gospel. And so I want you to go over to YouTube, watch this, or just listen to the audio As I share with you two videos, one sharing the description of his book, followed by an interview where he is talking about the book and listen for this phrase about border control with compassion.
0: Former President George W. Bush on painting a new vision of immigrants, he's sharing their stories and celebrating their contributions to America with his paintings now featured in a book.
2: KPRC2's Roseanne Aragon spoke with the former president about his inspirational project. You and your family have such a special and precious connection here in Houston, and it's an honor to speak with you today. Out of many, one of all of the subjects that you could have painted and talked about, you picked people immigrants. Why President Bush,
3: the beauty of immigration for our country's uh, future has been uh, overclouded by harsh rhetoric. And uh, I wanted to tell the stories of courage, compassion, uh, hard work, uh, entrepreneurship, patriotism,
2: 43 of his paintings, 43 of their stories, stories which President George W. Bush says embody the American spirit. In the book, you know, I've read it, you go into detail and you don't hold back on the experiences of these immigrants. Houstonian Jean Celestine Lakin survived abuse and genocide in Rwanda.
3: I hope the portrait captured her beauty. both not only how she looks but her spirit because she went through unspeakable horror
2: she spoke with us just when i watched my uh, my father being butchered with machetes i have been given the opportunity to be able to really shed the light on what happened and yet
3: her heart is full of forgiveness it's one of the most beautiful beautiful stories of the power of a higher power
2: four houstonians texas to brazil salim asrawi tony george bush and One of them very dear to your family, knocked on your door when you were 13. Could you tell us about Paula Rendon and why you decided to feature
3: her? Well, she's like a second mother. Many people in Houston knew my mother, and mother was plenty tough. She worked not only to help mom and dad, in our family, but she worked hard to support her own family. I learned uh, that the immigrant experience can be very trying uh, and yet she overcame a lot of obstacles.
2: With everything going on with the conversation of immigration, what do you hope this book accomplishes in the hearts of the people who read them?
3: We're all God's children and we're all precious in God's sight. And if you start with that kind of love in your heart, then it means that it's much more likely to have a debate that is not harsh, but a debate that is constructive, that will lead to solutions.
2: And at click2houston.com, you can also see more of Roseanne's interview with the former president.
4: Mr. President, it's so great to see you. It's about time we've met. I cannot believe it. I know I feel like every time you've come to the studio, I haven't been here. It's my pleasure. We have a lot to talk about. I want to talk about the book and these wonderful people. But I think we should begin with what is in the news today. There are American cities boarding up. There are schools that are closing. Everyone's awaiting the Derek Chauvin verdict. And I was reading back to what you said after George Floyd died and it struck me. You said Laura and I are anguished over the brutal suffocation of George Floyd disturbed by injustice and fear. That will suffocate our country, and, and I was just thinking about this moment, yeah. this verdict. I mean, what do you think will be the impact on the racial reckoning in this country?
3: I think the first thing is, Hoda, is that people know that the trial has been conducted fairly, and that rule of law uh, is uh, reign supreme in our mm-hmm. judiciary. Uh, we'll see what a jury of his peers says. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people have already made up their mind what the verdict ought to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, All I can tell you is, is that if the trial is not conducted fairly, there is an appeal process. One of the things that we learned after the storming of the Capitol was our institutions held. Hmm. And one of the institutions that's really important for the confidence of the American people is a fair uh, judicial system, and I think that's what's playing out on our TVs yeah, right
4: now. I, d- I do want to talk about the Capitol. We'll talk about that in just yeah. a second, but let's talk immigration for a second. I'm looking at these beautiful portraits of these of these immigrants. And then i'm thinking about other images that are so disturbing to yeah. me that remember the little 10 year old boy Do who was wandering crying through the yeah. yeah you can picture him or the the two and three-year-olds who were dropped right over the fence yeah i mean i was just thinking about those images and i just keep thinking like why can't we get this right
3: well you know uh, it's hard for americans to understand And I can't really understand why a mother becomes so desperate or how a mother becomes so desperate that she's willing to put her children in the hands of a coyote, Mm -hmm. a smuggler. And uh, so there's been a lot of devastation in Central America, political upheaval, earthquakes uh, gangs and drug lords. And the people are totally intimidated. And uh, and so they're streaming to our border. The system really needs to be reformed and fixed. Two things I think will help alleviate that. One is an asylum process that is more robust. In other words, the border is being overwhelmed right now. And there needs to be more judges and more courts so people can have a fair hearing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And secondly, we need to change the work visas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of jobs that that, uh, uh, are empty. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of jobs that need to be filled. And yet there are people willing to work hard. To do so and so i think a combination of those two would help alleviate some of the border i talked to a border patrol head down there Mm -hmm. in the southern sector and one of the problems we have right now is that many of the law enforcement the border patrol agents are pulled off duty to deal with children yeah and uh you know to guard hospitals right and uh and it just goes to show there's a real shortage of manpower and focus down there
0: hey it's raj kumar kevin will be right back I invite you to visit KevinWhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's daily one minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Kevin's book, Audacious Generosity, is an international bestseller. Audacious Generosity is available in paperback, handbook, ebook, and audiobook at KevinWhite.us. And worldwide, everywhere books are sold. A serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses. Nonprofits and churches. Kevin loves to help people prosper from God's guidance and provisions. As founder or executive director of Global Hope India, Kevin has traveled over 1 million miles to 27 different countries, speaking to thousands of audiences throughout India and the world. Schedule Kevin today at KevinWhite.us Make sure to visit GlobalHopeIndia.org and join thousands of people who pray, give and go. Global Hope India has over 20 years of missions experience in India. Now everyone can go to India virtually on one of GHI's virtual mission teams. Over 1 billion people in India have never held a Bible. Most people in India lack access to even know about Jesus. Join Global Hope India in changing that. Go to globalhopeindia.org today to pray, give, go. Okay, now back to the show.
4: Well, you're so passionate about this. I mean, you're, I am of, passionate. you're lobbying, obviously, by this book. You're lobbying for it. But I thought you said something interesting in an interview a couple of days ago. And I'm paraphrasing. But you said, as, as you talk about immigration reform, you're not so sure that your Republican colleagues are listening.
3: Why not? Some of them aren't because... Ah, uh, the politics, and some of the Democrat colleagues weren't listening when I was president, mm-hmm. because you can score political points with the issue. Mm-hmm. And so part of the purpose of the book is to elevate the discourse and remind our fellow citizens about the you know the beauty of America that attracts people mm-hmm. who are escaping tyranny or fleeing oppression or just mm-hmm. want an opportunity to provide a better life. and uh, uh, and today we're swearing in a group of citizens. Yeah. Who uh, were on the front line of the pandemic? Mm. Many of them, and they weren't even citizens of the United mm. States. Yeah, I, I, it's a beautiful country we have, and yet <laughs> it's not beautiful when we condemn, call people names, and scare people about immigration. Yeah, it's an easy issue uh, to, to frighten some of the electorate, and I'm trying to be, I'm trying to have a different kind of voice.
4: Well, okay, if you were to describe the Republican Party as you see it today, yeah. how
3: would you describe it? I would describe it as isolationist, protectionist, and to a certain extent nativist.
2: Hmm.
3: Are you you disappointed? Well, that's not exactly my vision. But you know what? I'm just an old guy they put out to pasture. So (laughs) (laughs) just a simple painter.
4: The simple painter. Okay, (laughs) let me give you a hypothetical candidate for 2024. Okay. Okay, this hypothetical Republican is pro immigration, pro a path to citizenship for undocumented workers. Yeah pro-DACA, pro-reasonable gun control, pro-education funding for public schools. Does that person have a shot, or that Republican, would that Republican have a shot in 2024? Sure,
3: yeah. You think? I think so. I think that uh, it depends upon uh, the emphasis. I think if the emphasis is integrity and decency and trying to work to get problems solved, I think the person has a shot, yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems like you've, I by the know, way, yeah. I think pro-immigration isn't the right way to put it. I yeah. think border enforcement with a compassionate touch
4: uh-huh. oh, okay. is how I
3: would put it. All right. That's, that's pro-immigration one. basically means let's just open up the borders and nobody's really for that. And right. you can't have a country that has open borders. Right.
4: Now, I, I feel like you've made it a point not to criticize your predecessors. That's
3: true. Have you ever been tempted? Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess step one is, have I ever been tempted to defend myself publicly? And yeah. the answer is no. No. Uh, not really. I mean, look, I'm out. And uh, uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, I guess I have been, sure. I mean. Anything a- you can anyone share? In particular? Yeah. No, I think I'm fine. If if I did, Michelle Obama might not be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that friendship, by the way, has just captivated people. Yeah. Isn't that so funny that something so simple seems so weird to people? Yeah, it, it really points out how... Bitter we become. Yeah. And I'll never forget uh, after McCain's funeral when I gave her the candy. I think mm-hmm. it was Jenna said, "Hey, Dad, you're trending." And <laughs> I said, uh, "Not sure what that means." You're like, "What did I do?" Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and it was uh, Michelle Obama and I being friendly mm-hmm. to each other.
4: Well, you talk about people being friendly, but you know we know that politics can get ugly. Sure. But I don't know when it's been uglier than January sixth. And I didn't get yeah. a chance to ask you, but when you were watching that unfold as yeah. the, as the president and the son of one what what was going on in your
3: mind it at kind heart? of made me sick and that kind of made me sick it did make me sick i felt ill and i just couldn't believe it yeah uh you know and but I, the truth of the matter is i was optimistic that we would survive that mm-hmm. because i believe so strongly in the institutional stability mm of our country. And it did survive. The Congress Mm -hmm. met, ratified the election. The courts met and are still meeting today to hold people to account for storming the Capitol. Mm -hmm. You know, what's really troubling is how much misinformation there is and the capacity of people to uh, spread all kinds of untruth. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know what we're going to do about that. I know what I'm doing about it. I don't do Twitter, Facebook or any of that stuff.
4: You're off of it all now. You've never done it. No. Um, President Biden came to you, I guess, a few days ago and explained to you that he was going to pull troops out of Afghanistan. Uh, Did you think that was the right
3: decision? Well, when he told me that, I thought about Roya, who's right over your Mm -hmm. left shoulder there. And Roya has been, uh, you know, uh, helping Afghan women and Afghan Mm -hmm. girls, as has Laura, Mm -hmm. as have people at the Bush Center. And my first reaction was, wow, these girls are going to have real trouble with the Taliban. Mm. And a lot of gains have been made. And, uh, and so I'm deeply concerned about the plight of women and girls in, 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 in that country. You think we should have held off on that decision? Well, I think we'll see. I mean, the time will tell. I, I, I think the administration hopes that the girls are going to be okay through yeah. diplomacy. Uh, we'll find out. And all I know is the Taliban, when they had the run of the place, they were brutal. Yeah. yeah. Brutal.
4: Yeah. um, Can you believe it's been 20 years since we
3: went in there? Uh, You know, uh, we went into Korea in 52. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We went into Germany in 42 or 44. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, 20 years. I guess you're going to say, can you believe that office? (laughs) (laughs) You were in there first 20 years ago. Yeah, time flies.
4: Let's, I wanna talk about your paintings. So I feel like you paint two groups mainly. You paint a lot of people, but you paint
3: veterans. I had to paint and, a lot of veterans. And you paint immigrants. Yeah. Why, why those two groups? Well, first of all, I have a kinship with uh, veterans. Yeah. And I great, got great empathy and uh, with immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, You know, we were all raised, mainly Jeb, Neil, Marvin, Darrell, since I was a little mm-hmm. older, by a woman who came up with, from Mexico with nothing. Yeah. Hola.
4: Yeah, I loved reading
3: her story. Oh, she's awesome. Oh, She was awesome. Mm-hmm. And she was nearly as tough as on us as mother. Mm-hmm. She was? Pretty damn tough. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Wow. But she taught us about family values because mm-hmm. she cared deeply about her family. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, uh, two days ago, uh, two of her daughters came up from Houston to see the portrait. Mm. Uh, and this woman owned Helms. She's a voter. Mm-hmm. She cared deeply mm. and had two families, mm. one of which was ours. And well I just, it just it opened up my heart to it
4: it is a
1: beautiful, beautiful book. I've so enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. And so you've been watching two video clips that I wanted to share with you that just really set a heartbeat. Now, obviously, we're not a political show. We're not endorsing one political party over the other. But this is, this is an unprecedented act for a former president of the United States to have such a, a heart of God in really calling for all people to matter and, and how we respond with compassion to people that have different skin color than us, nationalities than we do. It's something that Jesus set forth in the gospel. It is my understanding that former president George W. Bush is a believer. He is a follower of Christ. But regardless, he is demonstrating a compassion, a love for all people that we need, that this show champions. Next week, we're going to continue with more from former president George W. Bush, and I can't wait to see
0: you then. God
1: bless you. Have a great week. Keep
0: living the dream. Thank you for listening to the Living the Dream Show with Kevin White. Find the complete archive of all episodes at KevinWhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright Kevin White International Incorporated. All rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of how this story ends from revelation 7 is to nine, twelve. with every nation, tribe and tongue worshiping Jesus in heaven. Remembering to let it be on earth as it already is in heaven. As the gift of God's presence through Jesus Christ is accessible to everyone.